financial independence, a life that you love, it's in your head. It's your mindset and your vision. It's in your heart. It's what you truly want and what you will do to get it. And it's in your hands. It's mastery of your relationships, your money, and your life. What I also knew was that there were people that tried to give to me and out of my own like strong, independent woman, I'll do it myself mindset, I would not let them give things to me. And I sometimes struggled more than I had to because of pride, right? And what I started realizing was that I was robbing them of something by saying no, and I was making it harder on myself. And so I was robbing them of a blessing at the same time. And I was like, you know, that's really almost like theft when you cut that off. And that really changed my whole mindset. I said, I'm going to start saying yes to help. Inspiring you to financial independence and to a life that you love. This is the Life and Money Coach Podcast with military officer and chaplain, seasoned real estate investor and entrepreneur, and certified performance coach for leaders at all levels. Jerry St. Pierre has inspired thousands to unleash their potential, and he is here to empower you to live a purpose-filled life. This is extraordinary. Every day, it's the Life and Money Coach Podcast. And now your host, Coach Jerry St. Pierre. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Life and Money Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry St. Pierre. I'm here with a good friend of mine now, Desiree, all the way from the great state of Texas. She's a realtor. She's a bodybuilder. She's an inspiration for many. She's a pioneer. And she's this is her second time back on the show. So Desiree, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, a lot of fun last time. So I, we had such a good follow-on conversation. I figured it'd be good to do a part two. And let's jump in. I want to really deep dive into mindset and heart set surrounding money and wealth. I figured that'd be a really good conversation. And, and the reason I think it's important is I'll, I say often, it's important to surround yourself with people who have a mindset and heart set about where you're going in life. And so by us having these conversations and bringing them to our audience, bringing them to you guys out there, um, this is giving you an opportunity to see and hear perspective, to see and learn, to discover, to maybe take some nuggets and bring them into your life and create an amazing life for yourself. We're all about inspiring you to financial independence and to a life that you love. And so let's just jump right in. Desiree, last time we spoke, you told me something. I don't know if we got it on the recording or not, but you told me something that, that has stuck with me ever since I went to my wife and I said, honey, I think we need to re reevaluate what we, what we think about when we, we talk about giving and generosity. And I'll bet you know intuitively what I'm talking about. Tell everybody, if you don't mind, you have a really significant goal in life. What is that? So, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. <laughs> the big goal is um, to ultimately give away a house. Give away a house. <laughs> you know, just to hear somebody say that is significant. It's absolutely significant. So let's talk about, let's unpack that. Where does that desire come from? You know, that's a great question. And I haven't thought a lot about that. However, my blink on it is, um, you know, I 
when I decided that I would give away a car, it seemed so out of reach. And I feel like if we don't have, um, if we don't have a place that the money would go, if we made it, sometimes we struggle making it. And I'm in a mastermind group right now where when I say that I'm not really worried about making money and yes, there's lots of other things that I worry about. I just know that I can go make the money. It's because I know what I want to do with that money. There's purpose to it. There's something behind it. And you know, the car seemed so big. And Mm. when that finally came, I was like, wow, that was so easy. And, you know, of course, then it's like, well, what's next? (laughs) Yeah. The next thing was like, what seems so far out of reach so hard that if I did it, I'd be like, man, that was amazing. And it'd be the house. You know, it's interesting that the goal is not so much to have more money. The goal is to have more impact. So when you gave away a car, what led you to give away a car? Like what I want to unpack this because there's so much, there's so much in this. I think it's important for our listeners to grab what motivated you to give away a car. Well, we were um, in a coaching course where they asked us if money was no issue at all, um, write down all the things that you would do. And I just started, you know, writing it down. And I really, truly believe in writing down goals. And I started writing things down that had to do with me or giving or things that I cared about, my kids. And that came out of that is just, you know, if I could give away a car one day um, and I had heard about other people doing this, yet they were, you know, super wealthy people, people that I didn't really relate to at the time. And, you know, because they had done it, I figured that was a big goal that if money were no thing, then I could give away a car. So now it's give away a house. Does that goal seem far away from you right now? It seems closer than it did when I first set out to do it. (laughs) However, (laughs) um, thinking about the fact that, you know, my house isn't paid off yet. I mean, we, we have a ton of equity in it, yet it's not paid off. So thinking about the fact that I don't even own a house that was either given to me or paid off, it seems Mm. far fetched that I would be giving away a house free and clear. Does that make sense? So yeah, I would say it is. It, it it seems closer and within reach than I think it would be because I thought the car was so far out of reach. Yet, yeah, it still doesn't make a lot of sense knowing I still don't own my yeah. own house, free and clear. Well, it's the same thing with our scholarship program for students rising from adversity. We've given out thousands of dollars a year from our family and from others that partner with us, and my kids haven't started college yet. It makes no sense. Shouldn't you be, Jerry, shouldn't you be saving that money and getting, you know, a a stash of cash for your kids to go to school? Like, yeah, I should be. And, but I'll figure out a way to get them through school. If they want to go through school, we'll get them through debt free. We can figure that out. So it doesn't always have to make sense. And I, I was chewing on this earlier today that even reaching my financial goals, not so much to giving goals, but just any goals, they tend to come a lot faster than we than we anticipate. Like I used to think being a millionaire was, was like far, far away. And, and turns out it wasn't, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like, how do you get, how do you get to, it's a matter of being faithful along the way. It's a matter of disciplined stewardship 
and a generous spirit and doing the right set of things over a given period of time. And it's almost as if you don't see it coming. You get blindsided. I did it. I recorded a show earlier uh, called uh, when I became a millionaire, I didn't know it. Now I didn't, that's not my quote. That's from a guy who I used to work for when I was 16 years old, he would bring me to his apartment complex in Louisiana and I would, you know, go pressure washing the, the, you know, or clean the pool, whatever he would help out this, this rough kid, you know, that's what it was. But he told me that he said, Jerry, when I became a millionaire, I didn't know it. And I thought to myself, how do you not know me becoming a millionaire? Like in my mind back then, it was like, you know, if I had $9,999.99 and I knew that's how much I had, I would scour the earth for one more penny. You know what I mean? Just to go put it in the bank and say, I've got a million dollars, you know. But wealth is not like that. Wealth is not like, let me get one more penny. It's almost as if wealth surprises you. You wake up one day and you realize, how, how did I get all of this? Is that, would you say that that's been true for your story? Yes. And I think I said last time, you know, success is slow and then sudden. And mm, I've the yeah. same true for wealth is, you know, you're, you're working towards something and um, it starts to compound. The The longer you work towards it, the more it compounds. And then before you know it, you look up and you're there and you're almost like, how did I get here? It, it takes action though. And that action compounds each step that you take. Yeah. That's so true. The, the, the suddenness of success, it's a little bit surprising. It, it really is a surprising. And so I wonder how sudden the next big pivot point of success is in my life, in your life, and for those of you listening uh, to the show today, in your life, maybe success is not so far off and it takes that discipline over time and staying faithful to the program and to the task. You know, I mean, it's we have to be disciplined to it. So tell me more about if you were to reach into your mindset and say, what are some of the guiding principles you have on wealth creation, on financial independence, your generosity? What are some of the your top three, you know, like, that you would lean into just to share with everybody? What what are they? I would say that number one would be show up every day, every single mm. day, just show up because I think what happens to a lot of people in a lot of cases is that they have one thing that happens and they let it make a bad day or a bad week or a bad month. And when you're unwilling to let that bad day happen, you're never going to have a bad week and you're not going to have a bad month. So you have to be willing to get up and show up every day, no matter how horrible um, the news is. To be honest, Jerry, I had some of the worst news of my life this weekend and you know, I looked at my week and my schedule and I said, you know, I have two choices here. I can let this beat me up all week or I can get up and show up every single day. And um, and I chose to get up every day. And, you know, it's easy to be taken out. Any any little life thing that comes against us, it's easy to not show up and to lay there and, you know, wallow in whatever's going on. But that doesn't get you anywhere. So as a matter of fact, it makes it worse. It takes you the opposite direction. Yeah. You know, it's true. Money does not mean you're exempt from suffering. Money does not mean you're exempt from the challenges and problems of life. It just means you have money sitting around that you can maybe do something about it. 
And that's maybe. Yeah. A good for a good friend of mine owns multiple businesses down here in Louisiana. He um uh, he told me once, he said, Jerry, you know, people think money solves problems. He said, I could walk out that door with a brain aneurysm and be dead. My money wouldn't solve anything because it's not the end game. And it is true about life. You know, there, there's the old saying, how you handle one thing is how you handle everything. When life starts to beat you up, what do you do with that? Because it'll be financial too sometimes. I mean, it's, it's every space, but it's our ability to get back up. And our desire to say, I'm not going to be held captive to this. This too shall pass. And more in, in all things, I am more than a conqueror in Christ, you know, our spiritual life. That's just so good. What else would you say would be one of your top principles that you operate on in life? I would say that the second is um, always be a giver. Um, I, I look at, um, you know, the, the giving and receiving as think of it as a pipeline. And if either side of those pipelines are cut off, then you've literally cut off the flow of the money or the resources or whatever it is you're looking at. And it could it could be training, knowledge, you know, when you're willing to openly give and pull, whether it's wealth and money, knowledge, you know, anything, resources, when you cut that off and you don't give it, it's hard to keep yeah that flow going where you can also receive it. So I would say, you know, make it a practice of not ever cutting off that pipeline and always being a giver because it'll always come back around to you. So how did you come to that conclusion, to that principle? I mean, I think the natural tendency is to be a taker and not a giver. I think we kind of start off that way in the journey of life. How did you come to the realization that you have this pipeline where giving and taking are both necessary for wealth creation and for wealth management? Well, I think we come by that naturally from, you know, toddlers who say, oh, no, it's mine. And um, even when I look at earlier days in my life, you know, I, I don't think that I was, which I didn't necessarily have a lot to give as a young person, right? It takes you getting older and making money and yeah. having resources to start becoming a giver yet. What I also knew was that there were people that tried to give to me and out of my own like strong, independent woman, I'll do it myself mindset, I would not let them give things to me. And I sometimes struggled more than I had to because of pride, right? And what I started realizing was that I was robbing them of something by saying no and I was making it harder on myself. And so I was robbing them of a blessing at the same time. And I was like, you know, that's really almost like theft when you cut that off. And that really changed my whole mindset. I said, I'm going to start saying yes to help. And a lot of that happened, you know, when I was in that car accident because I was in a wheelchair. I had to ask for help. My strong, independent self now, you know, couldn't do everything myself. And um, and when I started being on the receiving end of, of allowing people to help me and I saw the joy and I was able to receive and feel what that feels like, it really humbled me and made me realize that it, it's a two way thing. It's not one way. And then I did start looking for those same opportunities. And I think if you don't allow yourself to receive you also aren't as aware of other opportunities to give because you're not looking for it. When you open your whole mind to both receiving and giving, um, it really changes your whole mindset around money and resources and 
and um, finances and all of that. You know, I could right now I, I think about that listener who goes, you know, I would really love to give, but money's too tight right now. I've got three kids. I've got rent to pay. I've got all my bills coming. We could barely make money. How can I possibly be a giver? What would you so, say to that person? You know, I think that um, a lot of times we look at wealth and we only classify that as money. And I believe that there's something that's, there's tangible wealth, which may be money or things. And then there's intangible wealth, which is our, our knowledge, our character, things like that. And sometimes it's a matter of being able to recognize that, hey, I might have this piece of furniture or this food in my pantry, or maybe somebody needs some knowledge that I have because of my background and my skill set. And I'm just going to share this with them instead of being closed fisted and give that because you don't have to start your giving financially. You can start it in a different way. And that builds up to if you think that those things won't add finances and resources to your life, uh, let me promise you that's not the case because a lot of times you just have to start with what you have. And, um, you yeah. know, I think about the, you know, the vessels and the oil in the Bible, you know, what do you have? I have these vessels and that's all I have. And then the, you know, ever flowing oil that filled up every single vessel that that woman had. And I think that's the way we have to think about it is what do we have right now? It may not be money. It's something though, because everybody has something to give. That, that is so true. And you know, the whole, it's more blessed to give than to receive, Jesus said. And it, it is so true. And, and one of the things I found in my life is the more I am a giver, the more I seem to get. It, it seems ironic. Like you would think, I'd be going more broke. You know what I mean? Like I'm giving away other opportunities that I could have seized or I'm giving, but it's like, I've learned to ask the question, how can I add value to you today? And, and it's kind of one of those questions that people go, huh, well, I, I don't know. Or, or they'll come out and just straight up say it. And I try to actually add value into their world. Like just give it. If it's something I can do, it could be networking. It could be information and knowledge. But there's just something about the spirit of a giver that attracts people to you. And it, it attracts, I don't know, it attracts success. It really does. It, it attracts hope. It attracts love. It attracts, I would say, the, the goodness of God, you know, because God's a giver by nature. And so that's so good. And, you know, there's, I, I want to capitalize on this. You mentioned a maturity mindset shift that took place where you were in a situation where you had to learn to be humble and receive. Whereas for many years, you were closed off to it. You were closing off the pipeline of good of blessings coming into your life, money or whatever it might be, because you just didn't want it. Like I, I'm too prideful or whatever. But after that car accident, you learn, you know what? Maybe I just need to allow someone to bless me. And why would I rob them of that? That shift is a significant shift. And I think it's a maturity shift in our money mindset and our money heart set. Because one of the things that's true about money, money will reveal what's inside of us. Money will definitely help us discover ourselves, especially when you get a lot of it because you can afford to do whatever you want now. Good or bad, you can afford it. And so that pivot that you had of saying, okay, I will allow myself to be a receiver of blessings because I'm robbing someone 
that then turned around and enabled your mindset and heart set to say, I should also be a giver. It's interesting. I was a, that's good. That's good. Absolutely. Have you ever heard that saying that says, leave every place better than you found it? Yeah. I think yeah. that it goes, it, that rings true for people too. leave every person better than you found them. So whether it's an encouraging word, a compliment, a way that you can teach them something that they didn't know. Um, and this can be in any environment. It's not just a work environment. I mean, when my kids have friends over, if I can speak life into those kids' lives, yes. I just did yes. something. And if, you know, think about this, if if one of those kids, I'm speaking life into them and they're not open to receiving it, you know, that cuts off the flow. So I'm not able to yeah. impact that one person because they're not able to receive it. And I know I'm using this example as a child because not not all children do want to listen, right? We, we, all, <laughs> we all have to develop that maturity over time. And, um, and that's why I'm equating it to a child, because when we have a childlike mindset about things, you know, that, that maturity brings, brings new ideas and new life. And so the moment that child opens themselves up to receive that, um, somebody giving them a compliment or speaking life or saying, Hey, you know, why don't you try it this way? Um, when they're struggling with something. And, um, I think it, it, it's a blessing on both people because we all like to win. And winning together yeah. is way more fun than winning alone, you know? Mm. That's good. You know, I want to point something out. I know I opened up the show talking about your wildly ambitious goal of giving away a house. And I think that's so inspirational. So I wanted to open it that way. But then to all our listeners out there, did you notice what happened? I said, okay, let's talk about the mindset and heart set of money. What you got? Go. And she started off with giving, not investing. Not, you know, how to get the highest rate of return here, not real estate, although you know me, I love my real estate. She started <laughs> off with giving, which is, it seems almost counterintuitive. Like, well, if I give, then how am I going to have? Because it's leaving. It's a net negative per se. But listen, you will always reap what you sow. Sowing is an act of giving. You no longer have possession. You have placed whatever that is into another space. It might be in the ground for a seed and you have to wait for it to be watered. It's a, invested into a real estate or it's invested into a person. But in order for it to produce fruit, it must first be sowed, which means it left your hands, left my hands, and been placed in hopefully some type of good soil so that it would produce fruit. Giving, letting go. I, I am not accumulating. I am simply a conduit whereby I take what is entrusted to me and as best as I can, I place it elsewhere so that it bears fruit in other people's lives, in my life, my family's life. It produces some kind of outcome. And when done right, I truly believe the outcome ought to be an impact on people. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny because I teach people how to invest every single day because I do real estate for a living. So, um, and I do commercial real estate. So I'm constantly talking to business owners how to maximize their investments, how to capitalize on the right building space, or you know, if they're if they're investors specifically, you know, which buildings have the best return. So I do that all the time and. You know, I think that there is there is a business mindset that you have to have with money also. Yet what I also know is that um, if we don't 
if, if we don't look at things from um, multiple ways of how, how do I say that this, if we don't look at things from a business perspective and a real life person to person perspective, a lot of times we'll, we'll have skewed views of things. And you made the comment yeah. that, you know, whatever, you know, if I have a lot of money, it's just going to magnify who I am, whether that's good or bad. I've dealt with people that, you know, it wasn't fun dealing with them because there there wasn't that care and concern for people. And I've seen the way that they operate. And I've also seen the ways that they've burned deals because of the way that they operate. And then on the flip side, I've seen people that were amazing to work with. They care about their people and you know, they, they saw amazing returns in their businesses because of it, because it takes more than one way to look at things. And if you're only looking at the money um, or also on the flip side, if you're only looking at the people, you know, it's you're going to be out of balance. So you do have to yeah. look at um, both sides of it and where you're going to, you know, keep that that dichotomy kind of even yeah. in your mind, because if you give away everything you're still losing, right? And that's a possibility too. Um, you're still losing if you give away everything. You can give away so much that you know you're put in a bad position. And anytime, um, even in business, because I there's lots of things I've done in business. Anytime I look at something I'm giving, I ask myself, is this going to hurt the entire company if I do it? Mm. And if it's not, and the company can afford to do that give then we say yes. And and here recently, I had to say no to something and it's because it would put the company in a compromising position. So um, you do have to think about both sides of it, I believe. And um, whoever yeah. you are inside will come out, whether it's with a little bit of money or a lot of money. Well, certainly I've been inspired and hopefully you too, to have a generosity mindset, especially as we're in the holiday season. In the next few weeks, we're going to invite Desiree back. Desiree is an entrepreneur. She has a very good sense of business money and business mindset. And so I want her to come back and help us think about business mindset when it comes to personal finance, how to think of ourselves as a business that we become profitable in our personal lives. So be sure you stay tuned for the next few weeks for when uh, Desiree comes back. Until next time. Loved this episode of the Life and Money Coach podcast? Head over to iTunes or Google Play to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Visit lifeandmoneycoachpodcast.com to join the community. Thank you. The Life and Money Coach podcast and related websites are the personal views of Jerry St. Pierre. The content in this show are not those of the United States Air Force, Department of Defense, or U.S. government. Content expressed are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon any information or content found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.